good evening. This goes out to all the sexy people on a hot date right now, experiencing that new, exciting chemistry, those warm, tingly feelings, the anticipation of that first passionate kiss. Ooh, that didn't go as planned, did it? Another bad date? Don't worry, it wasn't in vain. All bad dates lead to great stories, and we want to hear them. Join with our new hosts and guests as they regale you with tales of their own dating disasters and lend an ear to yours. You'll also get advice from professional counselors, sex therapists, celebrities, and fellow daters to help you navigate through that crazy jungle of love. It's funny, it's sexy, it's unfiltered, live, and unscripted. It's The Bad Date Show. Oh, good evening. This is Noelle Romero with The Bad Date Show. We have a lovely panel of guests joining us tonight. We got Giovanni. Hey, how's it going? We have Mark. Good, good. Hi, Story. We also have a lovely new lady with us, Jen. Hola, mi hermosa. ¿Cómo estás? Hola. ¿Dónde eres? I'm in Las Vegas. She's in Las Vegas, and we have Lori. How are you, Lori? I'm good. How are you doing? Good, good. Remind me where you're from, Lori. I'm from Maine. From Maine. So we've got gals from all over, guys from all over, and we're just going to go ahead and jump right in. Uh, Hi, Story. How are you? Story is from L.A. Um, So we've got a lovely panel of sexy daters in the trenches. And so all the stories that they have to have to say tonight are super current. And I just want to start tonight. um, I was looking over my Instagram and Miley Cyrus just posted something super relevant. She says, as a proud and loyal member of the LGBTQIA. And for those who not know, that's lesbian, gay, bisexual, trans gender, queer, intersex, and asexual, so super inclusive, community. Much of my life has been dedicated to encouraging love, acceptance, and open-mindedness. The internet can fuel a lot of hate and anger and is the nucleus of cancel culture, but I believe it could also be a place filled with education, conversation, communication, and connection. It is easier to cancel someone than to find forgiveness and compassion in ourselves or to take time to change hearts and minds. There's no room for division if we want to keep seeing progress. Knowledge is power. I still have so much to learn. I absolutely love what Miley said about education, conversation, communication, and connection. That is the purpose of this show, is to really put us in this position where we can bring in fellow daters that are trying to navigate dating uh, post-pandemic 2021. And that cancel culture really is our current ghosting culture that so many people are complaining about. And for those of you that don't know what that word ghosting means, all that means is a person pretty much like it sounds straight up disappeared after a few dates when they were texting back they were calling back maybe you were dating maybe you guys were actually a couple and they've just gone off the map that has been my biggest complaint when people call in and they're just complaining about the dating culture so to start out with um 
there's a huge rise of online dating. And I think that really stems from, you know, we were locked down, all the bars were closed, and we didn't have that organic meetup. And and just the other day, I was walking around the grocery store, and this guy kept throwing things like in front of me, like dropping, purposely dropping cereal boxes in front of my cart. And I'm thinking, what are you, 12? And he goes, oh, oops. And then I'm in the next soup can aisle and he drops a can right in front of my car. And I'm thinking, I think he's flirting with me. <laughs> he says hello to me, like, hi. And I look at him and the poor guy is sweating bullets. And he says, um, uh, I, I, I'm on dating apps and that's not going well for me. And uh, I just really think that, that meeting people organically is something that's harder to do now. And, and now that we don't, we're, we're not wearing masks, I just wanted to tell you that I think you were really attractive. I wanted to ask you on a date because you don't have a wedding ring. <laughs> I was going... Oh, pobrecito. Oh, like, poor guy. Um, he, I was so flattered. And, and he said, what do you do for a living? I thought, oh, my God. Okay. Um, I, I run a show, a podcast. And he goes, what's it called? <laughs> I said, the bad date show. And he goes, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, hey, you know what? I really appreciate a man that uh, wants to meet somebody organically and the dating apps have been hard for me as well. Uh, so I just knew how much guts that took for you to uh, approach me. And I just want to say I'm very flattered and thank you. And, and he was shocked. Uh, but we don't really have that, that, you know, organic way of meeting people, even though things are opening up. It reminds me of that first day of school. What's the worst part? of going back to school as a new kid. Do you remember? When the teacher asks you to stand up and tell you your name. Yeah, right? Like, um, Giovanni, could you please yeah. uh, tell us your first and last name? Tell us where you're from a little bit about yourself. <gasps> That's terrible. Have you ever had that happen? What about Jen? Do you remember the first day of school and you have to find a place to sit at the cafeteria? Absolutely. I mean, it's even worse when the teacher tells you come up to the front of the class. Yes. It's like you're a deer in the headlights. Like. Yes. And, and that's dating. What about you, Story? Do you remember ever being the new kid? I've been to more than 20-some schools and never went to the same school two years in a row. So I very much oh, know. That's <laughs> torture. Did it ever get yeah. better? Was it always the same awkward kind of dance of trying to fit in? I, I feel like it actually got worse. <laughs> Yeah, well, at, there's dating at first, for you it was too. like when you're younger, it's like people are still creating their clicks. But by the time you get older, it's like people have their clicks already, and now you're a new kid mm -hmm. coming in somewhere where already strong foundations are made. Yes. And yeah, so it gets worse actually. And, mm -hmm. and don't you feel as you got older, uh, middle school is when it started to get awkward, and then high school, especially if I was going to be a junior because if you you screw up your click freshman sophomore year college or high school you have time to kind of redeem that but if you're an upperclassman and you're a new kid that could literally break you if you say the wrong thing talk to the wrong person side with the wrong person it reminds me of mean girls it, it's just vicious Lori, do you feel like there's some parallels between dating getting back into the dating scene when you've been out for a while and being the new kid Oh my God, totally. Um, I feel like there's that extra pressure on you, even though it shouldn't even be there. It's pressure you're putting on yourself, but it's definitely there. I remember in the summer, 
I would lifeguard and just, you know, put sun in my hair. My whole focus was to get a good tan and, you know, meet lots of guys and go to the cool parties. And then I'd have to do my back to school shopping and I'd have to find the coolest outfit. And I laid on the bed and my parents were like, have you even looked over like your algebra or read any books this summer, you know, for next year? Like, what, what is your English teacher making you read this year? And I looked, I'm like, are you crazy? That is suicide. I'm not going to... Uh, focus on my education. I'm going to focus on making a good impression. <laughs> and that sounds so silly because I mean, I was a good student. I, I got good grades. Uh, but that reminds me of dating because you, you kind of get in this, this like mind frame. And when I'm getting ready to go on a date, I put on my music. It's usually some good, you know, sound of some music and I, you know, get myself all ready and smelling good. I mean, I put on my perfume before I've even done my makeup because I'm getting in the zone. It's like going to war. Like you put on your war paint, put on your makeup, you're playing this sexy music. You're, you're calling your best friend about, you know, this person you're excited to meet. You have your outfit laid on the bed and, and you're getting ready to make this first impression. And there's just so much build up and i don't think men necessarily i don't know maybe some men do go into all that mental but what we all kind of go into is how are we gonna feel once we meet them and i really feel that when you're on that first date i know for myself i know in seconds if i'm attracted to them it's just this kind of mental calculation jen do you feel like it just takes you a few seconds and can you tell pretty quickly if he's attracted to you I can tell right away if he's attracted to me and I can tell right away if I'm attracted to him. But then there are the guys that you kind of look at like the fixer uppers. You're kind of like, I can work with him. I can work with him. But there are guys that I'm immediately uh, attracted to, which sometimes isn't, um, is not a good thing because the guys I'm immediately attracted to are usually the dates that go bad Mm -hmm. later on. I don't know why it's like that, but the, the guys that I could kind of like, he, he's nice. I can work with him. That was funny. That wasn't. Those right. turn out to be the better days. I'm not super nervous uh, before a date because I'm like, it's just, um, you know, it's just a meeting of minds mm-hmm. and personalities. Mm-hmm. So I don't work mm-hmm. myself up too much. But everybody's going to hate me because I'm a ghoster. I am a oh. ghoster, I confess. <laughs> What's your zodiac, oh, no. Jen? I'm a ghost. I'm a Capricorn. Oh, we got yes, a lot of Capricorns girl. up in here. Lori and our executive producer are Capricorns. Let me nice. tell you, though, Capricorns get shit done. So I yeah. appreciate you guys. Yes, we do. <laughs> but yes, they're also do. no bullshit. The Capricorn yeah. is oh, yeah. they either they either are in or they're out. So if yeah. you screwed up with them, they are like, peace. You're ghosted. Yeah. You're not worth my energy. But if you're on the radar, ooh, that is yeah. they 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 are sexy. So we'll we'll come back to that. Okay. Well, I kind of notice uh, a few things right off the bat. Um, I notice his walk. That's the first thing I notice. If he walks a bit with his head down, I don't need this like gym strut, you know, like those guys at gym that can't put their arms down. <laughs> I don't need that like, you know, football player walk, but I do need a little bit of, you know, air of confidence when he walks mm-hmm. in. And if he, that guy, that poor guy in the grocery, I mean, beads of sweat, like they were, the sweat was dripping into his eyes. And I have had those dates where they sit down and I'm going, are you okay? <laughs> it's like, are you do you need a napkin like for your face? <laughs> but you don't want to say that. You don't want to draw attention to your nervous stator. But also I've noticed the same thing when when they walk in, you know, in Spanish we say super cholo, like, you know, with that strut, like, what's up, baby? You know, then you're like, oh crap. Now we got an ego. So there is there is a bit of a, a balance, but there's mm-hmm. also the guy for me that walks in and I'm like, huh? 
he's okay. He's cute. And then he's funny mm-hmm. and, and charming Ooh, and yes. engaging. And I love it when they ask those follow-up questions, but they don't make it feel interviewee. Cause mm-hmm. I've had those dates too, where they're like, how do you see your long-term uh, professional, you know, experience going in the next five. They want my resume. <laughs> I'm going, dude, this is not an interview with drinks. That it's not hot either. Oh. So the guy can kind of lightly throw a joke at you, maybe even slightly at my expense, slightly. That's okay. I'm okay with that. So we're getting this new thing. We're meeting people from a photo. A lot of people are doing the right or left on Tinder or Bumble mm-hmm. or Hinge. What are the other apps right now that people are using? Okay, I got Bumble, Hinge, Tinder, Match, Match. Facebook. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've gotten hit on on Facebook a lot. It's like the new Tinder. Is, uh, is plenty of fish? Is that still around? Plenty of fish? Is that still around? I haven't heard of that mm-hmm. one. No, that must be an old school one then. That, that I was think a big one. POF is still around. I mean, yeah, POF. it probably is. That's that's yeah. big. Yeah. And and do you feel yeah. like they have reputations? Because know Tinder's the hookup. Uh, Hinge tends to be a little bit more like actually want to like they'll actually go out with you like there's some where they just want to text like endlessly um i found hinge is pretty quick to ask out there's also one called intentional dating and they've got a picture of this kind of yogi guy in this lotus pose and you're gonna meet like your your spiritual guide (laughs) which i don't know i mean maybe the sex is good you know if they're doing the yoga i don't know but it seems like that's more of a uh, let's let's vibe <laughs> type of culture. I'm, I'm in Boulder. Can you tell? Um, are, am I missing any other apps, Lori? Can you think of any more? I'm. There's a new one called Iris. Um, that's actually in New York City. Okay. Does that one have um, reputation that you know of? Um. No, I've actually worked with them though. Um. Okay. Just writing some pieces, but no, it's it's a startup right now. But there, I mean, there's so many. Um, people trying to do startup dating apps because it's so yes, huge right now it's huge and my my best friend she's giving me shit she goes she said one time how's your man shopping and i i don't know why that bothered me because because to me i i feel like a lot of men on those dating apps are more like window shopping like hot or not yes or no i mean it's just this really quick well, could I possibly be attracted to this person in real life off of like five airbrush photos? Like that's what we can do. Let's be real. You know, they bring in the the hips a little bit, clean up that skin and, you know, they make themselves, you know, look better than they may look. And, and I think that's super risky because, because my fear has been if I put like my, my modeling photos up there that they're going to, you know, like those I'm really done up. I'm over makeup. I'm contoured. I mean, I got hair extensions. I've probably been spray painted with like, you know, fake tan. And, you know, I come home and I just peel off this makeup, but for the photos, it's meant to be sexy. Like if I'm all oiled up, I'm worried I'm going to show up on the date and they're going to be like, oh, it's like the model that's hot, but not, you know? So it's, there's a balance between putting your best foot forward. Um, For me, what's worked like with Hinge is there was this line that said, I will brag about you to my friends if you blank. What about you guys? If you're going to put that in your dating profile, and I already know you're attractive, but there's 1,500 other people that are attractive, what would you say if, what would you brag about to your friends if I did or said this story? What would you put in your profile for that part? 
if we naturally made each other smile, or, you know, or just like you, you just seem to glow, like you know, you can see if someone's kind of glowing and someone just kind of glows off your off your your energy, and then if especially as a guy, you would know if you're interested in them as well. So, I mean, then that would I be. I like that. That's like a notebook vibe, you know. You know, so you're romantic. I definitely think that my response would be um, would be if you brag about me to your friends because Ooh, yeah. I love mm-hmm. when. But how would you know? About like that? I love. <laughs> no, but like, have you ever been in like a relationship or like dating someone, and then you hear like through the grapevine that someone said something good about you? Like that's always so mm-hmm. nice to get back, and you're like, oh wow, that person like really does care about me and is like proud of me. Like I just always uh, think you that's don't the want yeah. you don't want that who the hell is she look or how long you've been dating and you're like oh god they really don't know about me like that would be the the opposite but yeah them bragging about you or talking about you oh Laura we've heard so much about you yeah that's like a bit of a confidence boost what about you right. Giovanni what would you put I'll I'll brag to you about my friends if you uh have something interesting to say if you know I like I've said me the most important thing is a woman who is her own person is not a yes person is not window uh you know can her arm candy i was out was about two three months ago i went out with this woman and individually like when we it was just the two of us it was awesome but anytime i took her around my friends she sat there like a bump on a log mm-hmm. and she wouldn't even, not only would she not engage, she wouldn't even look at me or the people. She would just kind of stare into space. And uh, to me, that's, uh, I, from that point forward, I was no longer bragging. How's that? That mm-hmm. sounds, it sounds terrible to say, but you need to be your, indiv- your, your own individual. I think that's a super cool characteristic of whether it's a man or a woman. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. Absolutely. What about you, Mark? I think you're the laughing uh, one. You want one that can make you laugh. Yeah, but, uh, you know, when, in the ten years that I was on and off match, uh, I would brag to one of my friends the fact that she had a great photo. I would upload it and send it to one of my friends and said, "Check out the smile on this woman. She has mm. the most perfect teeth I have ever seen in my mm. life." And that's <laughs> the that's the first thing that I used to notice when a woman walked through the door was her teeth. Oh yeah. Oh, I love that. Was like, that, that's one that, of my that big was, ones. That was hot for me. Oh I, yeah. I just, you want to lick them. <laughs> just a perfect, perfect yeah. set of teeth. Yeah. yeah. I used to love that. All right, Jen, you're up. It's a good thing I got, it's a good thing I got braces a long time ago. I I had the ugly middle school years of those braces. Jen's got a good smile. I can see Jen. She's got a really good smile. Thank you. I would say I would brag about you if you were the perfect balance of bad boy and nerd because it's 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 unicorn status so if i met a guy that was like the perfect balance of you know you know nerd and bad boy i'd be bragging for days i'd jump on the phone as soon as i got home oh my gosh yep (laughs) i agree well i i kind of have this little like nerdy thing where i'm like turn on my brain like okay so what your shoes are good you know how to walk in with confidence you know you've got a little bit of sense of humor that's sexy uh but you can you know turn on my mind and Mm -hmm. and a lot of men would be like 
what do you mean? Like, what do you mean nerd? And, and nerd kind of has a negative connotation, mm-hmm. you know, but just know something about something. Right. With, but here's, here's where I really run into issues is I like myself. I, I, a confident man. And one of the things I want to talk on today is how some of us do something called typecasting. And what typecasting really means is kind of think of, think of like, think of those movie actors that only play one part. For example, Adam Sandler, Mm -hmm. he plays the same ding dong every time, right? Mm -hmm. Well, think about um, those type of actors that only take that one part. What I'm guilty of is picking the same man, same type of man every single time. So, you know, I like the type type of man that's very charismatic. So the type of guy, what's up, girl? How you doing? You know, like really quick to just be high energy. But the thing with those men that are super high energy is that they're either really, really high energy or they're really low. And so you end up with this kind of, you know, two two face type of guy where you never really know what you're going to get. But I know for myself, I really like that overly jazz, super high energy, um, but it ends up being uh, ego. He ends up having an ego at the end of the day, thinking he's, you know, the gift to, you know, women. And, and no woman that I have ever met wants to be out with that guy that thinks he's, you know, God's gift to the world. Uh, do you feel like there's kind of a pattern? Like I was thinking of my first crush. I think that's a really fun thing to say. If we go around the panel and all I ask you to say is the name of your first crush and then we'll backtrack and go, okay, here was your first crush. Now think of who you dated at this age. Is there any similarity? Is there any science to this? Because I know for me, my first crush, my first puppy love, and I hope you're listening, Gabe DeLeon. Gabe DeLeon, he was a lifeguard and he walked in. We were both lifeguards and I went to Faith Christian. He walked into the pool. I was like, oh God bunch of you know fresa preppy faith christian girls so he used the word you know it's kind of like you know up my alley saying bunch of preppy girls and he kind of you know dissed on us you know lifeguard cheerleader crowd or little click because he knew who we were but he was also super outgoing and just confident and i look at my dating and i think i've dated many gabe de leon's you know listen gabe de leon garrett melendrez you're hearing the trend here you know is the guy the theater the kind of spicy hey how you doing confident male how about you um Lori? do you feel like you know think about can you think of the first name if i say hey what was the name of your first crush can you think of it right off the bat Oh my God. Yes. Okay. So preschool, his name was Jason and Jason was a twin. And it's actually funny because now I'm dating a twin. (gasps) See, there's some signs to this. So did he have a similar personality? Um, so all of the people I've dated or have had like huge crushes on have always been like someone who's like the class clown comfortable Mm. in their own skin can Mm -hmm. be super goofy with me. And like, we just vibe, off making each other laugh like I love someone who can give me like a really good belly laugh isn't that so sexy I think laughing after sex is is almost as intimate as sex because it's showing uh that it's a safe place to be yourself I am being my quirky silly self and I might even snort after something you said because I'm laughing (laughs) so hard and then the laughing just gets gets, oh my god you snorted and and it just gets kind of like that reminds me of Julia Roberts where she does duckbill platypus you know and everybody's laughing it was in a runaway bride and 
Julie Roberts in that movie, she always plays this kind of quirky, fun, big-haired goofball with that hue. We talked about teeth. I cannot close my eyes and picture Julia Roberts without picturing her big, beautiful teeth. Right. So my point is that, you know, you know, movies cast these these actors and actresses for the same type of part over and over again. I'd be very surprised if I watched a Jim Carrey movie and Jim Carrey is not overacting. That's just what he does. That's think of him in the mask. Right. So you go back to dating and, and you look at this kind of, you know, person that you were initially attracted to at a young age. I think I was like a sophomore in high school. Uh, but I just, I thought that he hung the moon. I mean, he was, I think he, he might've been like my first kiss, you know, actually that was Ryan Thompson. That was another one. Same kind of guy, South African guy, super confident, awesome, just kind of demeanor. And is the same thing. What about you, Jen? Do you feel like, think about your first crush. Can you remember his name? I have no idea. <laughs> I no don't know. Idea. I, I really first puppy love. Hmm. I really don't remember if I if I, I I guess I'm a physical like I'm an aesthetic type caster where mm -hmm. I'm like I've always liked tall dark handsome big booty oh, but I like the booty but if I had like all my exes in a the room they'd all be looking at each other like how'd you get her well how'd you so get what her do you think? they're so different so do you think they're all okay? It's so like for me, I'm a sucker for fitness men. Most of the men that I've liked take care of their bodies. They're just got this nice chest and I, I love the, the strong back and I want to feel, I want to feel little, I want to feel feminine when they hold me. And so if you put them all in the lineup, there might, you know, they'll all they'll be pretty fit for mm -hmm. the most part. Mm -hmm. um, they'll probably be mostly uh, Latino guys. You know, mm -hmm. I, I like the dark hair. Um, for the most part. Um, but the personality thing, I think that's something we should all kind of watch because, you know, they always say, you know, maybe you need to start dating a different type if it's not going well for you. Mm -hmm. Maybe you need to look at a different type because what is the reason you end up with like a project, you know, like we said, fixer upper, um, you know, I have a friend and every guy that she goes out with, he's got some like major, major financial crisis from the get go. And he's at all of her guys she's ever dated end up asking her for money. And she goes, why do I always end up with a guy that has this big old financial crisis? He loses a job. He can't pay his cell phone bill. Um, you know, and then there's a guy that's like super drama, you know, uh, and I know men hate drama, but mm -hmm. I have male friends and every time they're dating somebody, she's gorgeous and drama. And then there's that whole argument. The more beautiful the woman, the more crazy. You guys heard that? It's true. And is it worth it? Like, is it worth it? And because that's the next um, thing that people Wait, are talking I, about. You didn't ask me about my first crush. <gasps> Tell <laughs> us about your first crush, Mark. All right, this is a long time ago. This is good Eight, story. It, yeah. was, it was 1846, right, Mark? 1846, right. It was in, it was in the so 70s. Uh, it was in the 70s when, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, let's see, 70s. I'm trying to think of the rock groups that were big in the city, the Rolling Stones, we had Zeppelin, we had some great groups. Anyhow, uh, I was like, I, I was a late starter. I was too busy playing basketball. And I met this woman at a uh, my uncle's apartment complex, and I, I thought she was a goddess. Uh, I was I was 16 years old. I, I didn't drive yet. I hadn't, I hadn't started yet. And I got up the balls to ask her out. Her name was Linda. And uh, I actually remember where we went. My friend drove, 
and we went to see the movie Woodstock. And I was scared because that was a restricted movie. You had to be 17 to get in at that time. But I did get into the movie. And then we went, uh, we went to a diner down the street. And then I called her the next week. And she said she didn't want to date anybody that didn't know how to drive. But oh. the funny thing about the whole thing is 30 years later, uh, she was the office manager of a physician's office that I, that I was going into. She gave me her card, and I, I didn't, you know, I looked down and I recognized her, her name, and everything, and I said to her, Linda, you were the first date I ever had. This is thirty wow. years later, wow. and she looked at me and she started turning red, and she was thinking about it, and then she said, "Are are your parents British?" I said, "Yes." So I said, "Do you remember where we went?" And she said, mm, "We went to see Jaws." I said, "Now Jaws was a couple years later." Anyhow, um, I told her, I said, I still, you gave me a photo of yourself and I still have it. This was in 2000. I still had it and I brought it in the next day and she said to me, she said, uh, um, my parents don't even have this photo. I said, wow. well, I have it and I showed it to her. And a couple of days later, I was meeting one of my coworkers for lunch because we both went into the same physician's office selling goodies. And I said to him, I said, uh, I said, she would, Linda was the first date I ever had in my life. And now 30 years later, I run into her. But let me state that she, she didn't look like she did when she was 15. I thought she was a goddess. So my friend says to me, my, uh, my uh, uh, partner in crime says to me, do you, do you know who she is? I said, no, who is she? He goes, She's the doctor's girlfriend. Oh, no. Wow. And that was it. Wow. <laughs> she, she Interesting. Been, she, was she was married to a guy and had gotten divorced. And, and so my question to you, Mark, is, okay, so I know it was a long time ago, but I can look at my lineup and I think I've got a type. I mean, my brothers tease me. Noel, you clearly have a type. Um, would you say if I put the women that you've been interested in, even remotely from the get-go, is there a trend? Is there a type, Mark? A type, a, a type that I used to look for? Yeah. Well, I've said it on the show many a time, and I brought this up on another show that a Supreme Court Justice of the United States once was asked, what is your definition of pornography? His answer was, I know it when I see it. So when a woman walked through the door and it was a blind date, I knew it right then and there when I mm -hmm. saw it. Yeah. It's kind of like that saying, go with your gut, right? Yep. yep. You know, pretty quickly. Giovanni, do you remember yes. your first crush? I do. Her name was Joanne Hayes. I was eight years old. <laughs> and you, you want to you talk, talk about nerds. I was a total nerd. I went to asthma camp. Oh, my God. It's so embarrassing <laughs> to, even, to even say it because I, I had a – well, I still have it. Anyway, yeah, I, I was so madly in love with this girl at eight years old. And I was horribly, horribly shy. Um, and uh, so, you know, every time she would – 
flirt or, you know, flirt for an eight-year-old, whatever that means back in the day. But anytime that would occur, I'd run. I mean, I was just terrible. Anyway, so to make a long story short, we were virtually inseparable during camp. And then the day our parents came to pick us all up, she was being very playful and I ran and hid. And by the time I came back, she had been picked up by her parents. So I never got a chance to say goodbye. And, uh, I know it sounds ridiculous. And, uh, to this day, it always bothered me that I never got a chance to say goodbye to her. Aww. But yeah, I spent and as an eight year old, I spent weeks and weeks afterwards trying to track her down in Nebraska because we lived in Nebraska at the time. And I mean, I literally took the bus to try and find out where she lived and oh. everything. And uh, yeah, oh my God. that was my. That's I, really that's cute. That's yeah, really, it's like a movie. Yeah, yeah. Have you, ever, so, have you ever tried finding her today? Yeah, I did up until a certain point. Then I thought, now I'm a stalker. So I was like, uh, <laughs> I'm, I, I, I'm no, lo- I was like, I'm no longer doing this. So yeah, I gave up. I gave up years and years ago. You know Wait. what that re- reminds me of is how about the one that got away? Because yeah. she kind of sounds like, I mean, I know you were really young. Yeah. Uh, but I think all of us, I mean, it's let's, let's be honest. If somebody tells you, you were the one that got away, isn't that the biggest ego boost? I don't know. I'm not yeah, trying yeah. to play games and like get away. Um, but I had a dear friend and he reached out way, way after we had dated. I mean, like I'm talking five, six years later, and he said, uh, Noel, I was a real dickhead. I really missed the boat on that one, and I just want to say I'm sorry. And I'm going, oh, wow, he goes, you're the one that got away. Do you guys have any of those that, I mean, we're, we're live, so we don't want to use their names, but do any of you have the one that got away? The downside about that term, the one that got away, is they got away at a point in time that we uh, – we assumed that it was could potentially have been better. I've I ended up dating somebody year almost a decade year decade after she got away, and then when we reconnected and started dating for close to two months, I realized the reason she got away. And I don't mean that in ugly either. It just people get away for a reason. There and um, she got away again. We're still friends, um, but I'm glad we aren't dating because we're close to ten years. Uh, you know, I thought about her. She thought about me, and we we tried it again, and it just it it just wasn't there. Hmm. Yeah. Well, there's a reason why things don't work out. Um, I want to uh, go back to the dating climate of 2021. I started the show with mentioning that there's been a big rise in online dating, and that people are shopping local, meaning they'd rather go to their local bar or um, put on their dating app that they don't want to go more than 50 miles outside of, uh, you know, their living space just because, you know, flying is, is getting expensive again. And there's a lot of different opinions on the mask wearing. So a lot of people are dating local. I also mentioned that there was lots, lots of fresh meat because lots of people that were either married in long-term relationships realized after being, you know, locked down in close quarters, no, no longer able to go into the office or travel to work. They've had to actually be in relationship with that person 
And a lot of people broke up. And so I think this is a really good platform to kind of warn people or talk about the experiences um, of people that have been in a long-term relationship. But I'm just really curious what you guys think. If you've been married for X amount of time or you've been living with your partner for a long time and you know things were okay, there wasn't a lot of fighting, you didn't see each other a lot, and it just kind of you weren't really participating in each other's lives and it kind of became a convenience thing. And then COVID hits and you realize, wow, I actually don't even like you. Uh, and they break up. What would your advice be to people that are going to jump back into dating? Is that a good idea? If you've had the wrong partner, quote unquote, for X amount of time, and there's nothing in common anymore, because you went your separate ways, and you want to get back into dating, I want to start with you, Lori, what would you say would be your advice for somebody that has not dated? I'm talking like a decade. I have a friend that hadn't dated for 25 years and she just started dating though the pandemic. She was so excited to be single again. Uh, what would the advice be uh, to somebody that's been in a serious relationship, maybe not happy, but been in a serious relationship for a long time and is ready to re-enter the dating scene? Um, well, first of all, I would say beware. Um, because the dating scene right now is extremely scary. Uh, I would say to go out and do something. Stop with these apps. I honestly, I mean, I did the app thing for a little bit, and it's great when you have a busy lifestyle, but meeting someone and feeling like a connection in their vibe in person mm -hmm. is just so important. Um, when you're trying to find someone and you're not just, you know, fucking around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Now you said, I want to go back to what you said about uh, dating is scary. Um, yes. You know, I almost want to hug my newly single divorced friend. She's been married for quite some time. Uh, she kind of got back into taking care of herself. She looks fantastic. And she just went crazy. She got all the apps. I mean, her phone's full. It was like, isn't that exhausting to have all those men on your phone? Uh, but she's enjoying the attention. Uh, but she's going to start going out on dates with these guys. I said, oh, girl, be careful. And I felt like a parent. I just be careful. It's a jungle out there. I said, nobody warned me. And, and I know for myself, I'm all heart. And I remember, I'm going to call him the motocross guy. You're, you know who you are if you're listening. <laughs> but he, we went out on a few dates. And I, I mean, I was freshly out of my marriage. And uh, he, I knew him from high school. You know who you are. <laughs> See, I'm still mad. And, uh, and, and I just, I fell from really quick. And I think I scared the bejesus out of him because he he's been married and divorced a while ago. They never had kids. I have three. So I, I didn't realize that I needed to be so, you know, like package deal type of girl, bring that to the table really quick. I mean, he may have known from Facebook that I had kids, uh, but he goes so, and I could tell he was kind of uncomfortable because I was giving him those moon eyes. He goes, so how long have you been divorced? And I was like, ah, uh, five minutes. <laughs> and he was like, uh, yeah. And I said, what do you mean? Yeah. He goes, I can tell. And poof, motocross guy got on his motorcycle and drove away. That was it. Did he and so I sent ever him a text. say anything else? Well, I, 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 I cried because I felt like, okay, I felt like that was goodbye. And uh, yeah. I sent a text. And I said, you're just not into me, are you? And he goes, why would you say that? Of course I'm into you. 
but he seemed angry. I said, well, that when you left, it felt a bit, it felt jolting. And, and he goes, well, you know what? I just, I'm just trying to figure out my shit right now. And I'm probably not ready for a relationship, (laughs) but I wasn't asking for a relationship. Like we were dating, but I think what happened, and this is, you know, me being super vulnerable on a live show in hopes that I'll save other women. I was so wear my heart on my sleeve and, and very open and excited. And, and one thing that somebody said to me, which I think was great advice and please, you know, add to this. If you think there's something we should add, match your energy to theirs. So if they are, you know, super excited and super like wear their heart on their sleeve and show their cards, then maybe that's a safe place for you to do that. But I think if you've been in a relationship for a long time and they're kind of holding back, you know, the texting, you know, like sweetie, baby, honey, sexy, all those words you can kind of put in the emojis, the big hard eyes, all those things. I think you got to kind of dance with it. You know, what do you guys think? How can you gradually get your feet wet again in the dating scene without being you know, overly optimistic or, oh my gosh, this is, this is the person I want to date long-term after two dates. What are the words of advice you give to somebody that's jumping in? Uh, Giovanni, I know you've been married before. Uh, What was dating for you like after you got divorced? It was freaking awesome. Um, (laughs) I, I mean, it really was. I had been with the same woman for close to 13 years and I, I had just turned 40. My 40s were awesome. And I just went with the flow with everything. I, I'm very non-pretentious. I'm always the exact same 24-7. It doesn't matter with whom or when. And I think people appreciate that. So with, I think people's guards are let down very easily when they realize they can be themselves. I'm non-judgmental. I'm not critical. And so it just makes any experience, whether it's a one-time or multiple dates or something that potentially turns into a relationship, um, that it's a very easy flow. Now, obviously, it some of those did not work out in the long run for whatever reason, um, but during the interim, they seem to flow very well. So I, I really did enjoy... Now, of course, just like anything else, you have... I don't necessarily think it's too much of a good thing, but you can get very exhausted as well. So mm-hmm. uh, I went through that period where I was just like, you know what? I am just this going out with somebody one time, two times is getting very exhausting and mm-hmm. you spend way too much energy doing it. So, mm-hmm. you know, man, trying to do something to manifest it into a long-term relationship ultimately is the goal. I guess it is with mm-hmm. everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I definitely enjoyed it. And my advice to people going out there is, don't put any parameters on anything, but at the mm-hmm. same time, be yourself and don't be mm-hmm. afraid of rejection. I think mm-hmm. everyone's people are always so afraid of rejection. Um, being the person they should be. So if you're afraid of rejection, then you're going to have a problem. Just be yourself and right. don't be afraid right. of rejection because yeah. that's, that's actually going to mm-hmm. be, much more conducive to mm-hmm. a no- and nothing working out. Right. Well, I think that was my mistake. You know, I went into this super excited and then I realized after that kind of crashed and burned, I got too serious. Yeah. And I forgot that dating is supposed to be fun. So instead of thinking, could this possibly be somebody I could really seriously date? What I should have been thinking is what's something really fun we could do together next time we see each other. You know, like really take it down a couple notches and just go, hey, I know you're into motocross. Um, 
you know, let's, let's, let's go on a motorcycle. Let's go to the mountains. Let's do something, you know, fun like that. So keeping it fun, I think is really what people forget. Um, because another thing that they're saying that people are doing is called hardballing, which means no, you're dating okay. somebody. Can I interject on something, yes. please? Yes, please uh, do. You were talking about, you were talking about your friend who's been married for a while. Now she's getting yeah. back into the dating scene. And she's uh -huh. using the apps and the websites. Yeah. I, I think from listening to Lori, I'm, I think that she could address this. Uh, because she's spoken about, you know, writing blogs and doing research. Um, I would say before you get on any app to, to do research and uh -huh. find out more about it. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of scam artists learning mm. out there. And I actually Googled that a couple of years ago. I just wanted to see scams on these uh, apps and websites. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think Lori could speak to that because she does yeah. a lot of research. Can you talk about that, Lord? Yeah, I yeah. actually, um, so it's funny that you brought that up, Mark, um, because I actually have a personal experience um, that that relates to that. So my uncle, um, who is gay, recently started dating again, and he is like 50. So he just came out when he was 40. So this is like the dating scene in the gay world is like super new to him. So he found Grindr as like a lot of you probably know. Um, mm -hmm. So Grindr is a gay app, but it's known as a gay hookup app. So my uncle is looking for a partner, but he is so attached to his phone right now. Like he, like you can't even talk to him and he <laughs> is like, <laughs> like having a conversation with him is impossible because he is constantly messaging. He's scrolling. Um, he's getting pings and he's just like, hold on, hold on. Um, but he doesn't understand the app. And so mm. I studied theater. I have a lot of gay friends and I've seen my gay friends use Grindr all through college mm -hmm. um, and afterwards. So I understand the nature of the app. The nature of the app mm -hmm. is like, oh, it's 3 a.m. Let me take a cab to your apartment so right. we can hook up yep. and then I'll come back home. Mm -hmm. So he is super lost. And multiple times, Mark, he has um, gotten requests for like for him to like buy people phones um mm -hmm. <laughs> like give money to businesses like they're trying to start a business and like all these things and my uncle is like half falling for it and I just want to like scream I'm like oh my god like you need to like do your research really mm -hmm. and and you can like if you um I write about sex and relationships and if you start doing your research um like you were saying earlier Noel some mm -hmm. of these apps they have reputations mm -hmm. so tinder is like I, I would say like a less extreme version of Grinder, but for mm -hmm. straight people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How about getting hacked in? Is it easy to hack into these uh, websites and post a profile and start oh. writing to people and not pay for it? Uh, when I was on Match, I used to get like uh, um, responses from like women in Russia and mm -hmm. women wanted to sell me insurance and oh, yeah. all this kind of stuff. Can these can they be easily hacked into and? Or how protective are they of these, of these sites? I mean, I'm not sure about the technology part of it, but even like when you think about like Facebook, you know, how many requests do we get every day where mm -hmm. it's just this fake person and this like big 
blonde bimbo, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. with her tits out, Mm -hmm. um, trying to be your best friend and like sending you a message. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, the same thing happens on dating apps. And then there's, you know, a ton of profiles on like Tinder and Bumble where it's like they don't show their face or Mm -hmm. they, you know, have their face covered up in some way or their back turned. So it's like you can't see them. Mm -hmm. It's a scary world. It is a scary world. And and I I wouldn't get involved in anybody that didn't show a photo. Why would you even put like, if you're really interested in you there for the right reasons, why would you even have a profile? Um, I wouldn't even match with somebody. But I've also heard uh, to watch out for pictures that are uh, possibly too perfect where they look like movie star amazing. Um, and then everything they say is super, you know, wonderful. And these people are so good at what they do. Um, a few texts in, uh, they're already very romantic, very flattering. And I had a friend that after two weeks, it was, I think you might be my soulmate. And then another week, I think I'm, I'm really falling for you. And then the thing turned into, I need money. And so, you know, you have a friend that hasn't dated in a long time and they're using those apps. Yeah, I think you're totally right, Laura. You need to do your research. Um, Jen, what do you think about doing the dating apps? Have you done any of that type of dating? I, have, I haven't done any dating apps, but I have met some past boyfriends on Facebook. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know, but it happens organically after a couple of, you know, months being friends. And then from the friends, it goes into the inbox. And from the inbox, it's like, Hey, can I call you? So it's always very organic for me. I'm not, I've never been the type to go out searching for mm-hmm. dates or mm-hmm. wanting to date in that capacity. I've always ended up in relationships with like people that started out as friends, um, I would think that the apps are dangerous because there's so many people on there who know that there are other people on the other side looking for love and looking mm-hmm. for relationships. Mm-hmm. So I think it would be like landmines everywhere. My advice right. to someone who was, you know, in a committed relationship for many, many years, first mm-hmm. of all, heal from that because whether it was a good or bad relationship, you still need to get back into you and your likes right. and dislikes. You're mm-hmm. a whole different person. Mm-hmm. And I think people are so happy to be out of that dead end situation mm-hmm. that they just want to come running out and meet new people and they don't mm-hmm. even know what they want. So my right. advice would be make sure you know who you are, right. what you want, you know, right. the deal breakers or what have you. Right. And also like Lori said, uh, go out and do things that you enjoy as mm-hmm. a single person. And you'll mm-hmm. definitely meet people right. that are out there yep. that are single doing the yep. same thing as you versus like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta get somebody because right. I'm, I'm single now. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know, um, yeah. Because it can, it can um, get dangerous for you and it can turn into another um, dead-end relationship. So I would just right. say be careful about that. And also just mm-hmm. go with the flow when you are mm-hmm. dating. Like mm-hmm. there was that old thing, um, she's just not into you or he's just mm-hmm. not into you. They mm-hmm. just aren't my into you. Book ever. And if you have to, my thing is if I have to ask you, hey, like, are you not digging me? It's, it's already a no-go. It's already done. Yeah. If I have to ask you, especially, um, you know, I'm I'm a heterosexual woman and men pretty much when they're into you, you know, they're into you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I would say go with the flow, go with the flow. You know what I mean? Go with the flow. Yep. I think a lot of women, um, especially straight ones, we want to be validated. 
and want to be told that we're wanted and needed and beautiful and all these things. And I know for myself, as soon as I realized all the silver lining of being single, and I know we're talking about bad dates, but if you're going to have a lot of bad dates, it could be because you don't realize how freaking kick ass it is to be single. Think of all these, when I say single, I really mean not married, okay? So if you are not married, you really still are on the market. Unless, you know, he's gotten down or he or she has gotten down on one knee and asked you to marry them. Uh, you know, that's not locked down yet. And so there is some freedom to grow and to be in a, a, a situation, a dating situation where you're growing together and you have the same things in common and it ends up being this beautiful evolution where your career gets better because you have a good relationship because you have support your family sees it in you that's mm -hmm. really unique and i think where people really freak out is they feel all this pressure mm -hmm. of, okay well i'm looking for uh, this person didn't work out so are you it so are you it and right. it ends up being this kind of needy vibe and and what i really want to bring up is dating's really changed because some men and women are dating just to fill space um, and, and I've had men and women very openly say, I'm dating because I want somebody to have sex with. That's just, just really open. And I, and I actually feel great with that as long as you are dating or seeing somebody that feels the same way. Because mm -hmm. when you have somebody that's really looking for their person, this other person just kind of messing around, then it becomes this kind of guessing game. But I think what we're all really, really careful now because of the dating culture has changed so much is I want to talk about um, the social media, all these apps. We're, we're on Facebook tonight, uh, Instagram, uh, Twitter. There's all these platforms. And, and some people can kind of see it as it ends up being competition, right? Like, wow, you know, Jen is really beautiful. We had a great night tonight. And then he's going to get into his car and be like, oh, wow, my uh, bumble blew up when I was out with Jen. And then they start talking to the next ones. Mm -hmm. And then you're going, where'd he go? I had a great time. Uh, now, what do, you, what do you guys think when we're dating should we be dating lots of people at the same time or should we well, possibly play the field? What do you think story? How many people can one person date successfully at one time or should we put over eggs in one basket? Well, my advice to the whole, like how you should go into dating period would be have the highest expectations for yourself. Um, go into something because they actually look like they could be everything you want, or even if it's, you don't get that, that way you're with someone, you're excited to see where it ends. You're excited to see if they want to do more, if they just want sex or whatever it is, you're excited because it's somebody that intrigues you and actually interests you in that way so that you're enjoying yourself no matter what happens. If you end up getting there and you realize that vibe isn't there and you're not enjoying yourself with them i mm -hmm. think from there uh, i think essentially you're just wasting your time yeah absolutely well i have said this before on the show but i think it's really something people need to hear and it's when the masculine energy lets go of the past and the feminine energy stops projecting into the future the masculine feminine energy can meet in the middle in perfect harmony now there's no perfect harmony there's no perfect balance but if we're overly projecting 
you know, that's a problem. But if we're overly looking into the past, where we got really screwed. Uh, that's going to be a problem too. So I think we go into these dates. If you kind of go in a super open minded that, Hey, this is just, you know, drinks, this is just a good time. Then I think it's less pressure. And, and I think whether you know this person well or not, I think they can feel that neediness energy off of you. They could feel that kind of desperate, want to find that person. Uh, and, and my biggest advice to new daters is go out with confidence because I mean, it doesn't really even matter what you wear, um, men, how much money you spend. You don't have to, you know, spend a lot of money on, on your date, you know, and when it comes to, you know, gender roles, it's out, you know, so there's nothing wrong with picking up the tab or going, you know, Dutch as you, know, you pay for your own stuff. Um, but I'm curious if you guys have any stories of going on a date where, Everything seemed like it was going to go really, really well. And, you know, there was the attraction. And then once they start talking, things just end up going really bad. Um, there's a new there's a new thing called Kanye. Um, I never heard of this. And this is getting Kanye on a date apparently is a one sided conversation where you sit down and they just that's like a monologue. Have you guys had any of those dates where they just they, they're so nervous, they just kind of take over and ruin it? Yeah, Jen's kind of nodding. Maybe yeah, I've, I've like had maybe. I've had dates where I thought it was going to be amazing, and then well, I don't do that anymore. I get to know you now prior to, so no one's wasting time, right? Mm -hmm. But I've been on dates before where I just went on a date because I was attracted to this person, and then at the table, it's kind of like I really didn't need that information. Mm -hmm, um, for sure. Or or they're not speaking at all, and the conversation is like not flowing and it's like pulling teeth to get this person oh, exhausting to speak. Yeah. It's it's horrible. It's like, do you have a personality? What do you like? And then you find yourself conducting an interview, which I don't like to do. Right. Like, so what's your sign? What's your favorite color? Do you have children? Have you been divorced? Have you been married? Okay. I I I've been holding it I've been holding it up. So I've been holding up for the last half an hour. So. All right. All right. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much, be, Steve. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Um, another issue that people have complained about, and this is texting during the date. Um, the, the term that people are using now is called yellow carding, which I kind of like because anytime I, I hear of yellow carding, that seems like, you know, I fouled or they fouled. Um, have you guys been on dates where you feel like the person that you're with isn't even present? I've had those where they're checking their phone or they're texting and I feel like they're about to bolt any time where I feel like we actually had a better interaction over text, but then we sit down and we do this personal, you know, one-on-one -on -one interaction and there's nothing there. I feel like people don't know how to talk anymore. And Jen, that's probably why you avoid those dating apps. You look for that organic kind of exchange of energies, information or attraction. Um, mm -hmm. That's a huge thing. Uh, Giovanni, have you been on any dates where you just feel like your date is just not present or over talking about themselves? What are those red flags that you look for in a, on a first or second date with somebody? Um, yeah, I mean... I think if a person spends far too much time talking about themselves or their exes, it's it's uh, it's very aggravating to me. Uh, I don't know if I said this before, but I, I heard a great quote. It says, small minds talk about people. 
good minds talk about things and great minds talk about ideas. And I think if you spend the majority of something of a date, whether it's a romantic date or even a long-term thing, and you're spending too much time talking about other people and you have nothing else to talk about, that's problematic, at least for me. I, I, I like to engage with intellect. Um, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with saying, let's have a small segment of the conversation with some, about somebody else. But if that's your mainstay and then the majority of the conversation is, you know, somebody defending themselves about a past relationship, oh my God. Not only, yeah. you know, and I used to be, I used to tolerate that crap and listen for hours because I'm thinking, oh my God, I don't like to hurt people's feelings at all, but now I can't take it anymore. So if, if you spend too much time talking about a person, I will say, listen, I, I think we, and I will always say we, we need to stop talking about other people. That way the other person doesn't feel like they're on the defensive. Right. Yeah, that's absolutely. why that's why ghosting happens. Yeah, I don't. Uh, <laughs> now go back Jen, to the ghosting. I hate to ask Jen. Yeah, how, let's hear how, about how, when how, Jen ghosted. Anybody well, else want to hear about when Jen just well, dis- I want to know. I ghosted a lot. How old are you? Can I? How old are you? How old are you? Forty-seven. Okay. How old are you? I was 47. just curious. You're forty-seven. Forty-seven. Yes. Oh, okay. Jesus Christ, you look like about twenty-six. Thank you. Thank you. Oh I'll take God. it. You were forty-seven. I'll take it. I'm forty-seven. I'll take I, it. I thought she was 26. I really swear. That's why yeah. I was going. Yeah, the 26 definitely would have sold me. Yeah, I, I, was, I thought about 26. Well, that's wow. why I asked because I said, okay, young people, obviously, they're more ghosting. Now I... Okay, I'm going to stop talking now. <laughs> I'm, I'm an old ghoster. I'm an old ghoster. I want to hear what it takes to get ghosted by... Sexy Jen. Jen, because damn, it's those ghosting. guys are really wishing they didn't mess that one up. What does it take? Right. Want to hear it? For the older it's generation, a- ghosting means you just don't show up, right? No, it's no just, it's yeah, well, I give the whole whole story of what ghosting. The is ghosting thing is like it's really good. It's flowing. I'm texting. You're texting. We're calling. You're calling. We may or may have not gone on that one date, and then I just stop replying. But it usually it's usually not a cold turkey stop. It's like one word answers like. Good morning, beautiful. And it's like, thanks. Good morning. <laughs> I was like, hey, so what are you doing later? No work. And then that goes from just not replying at all. Yeah. And I the reason it, why I call it project phase out. Okay. Yeah. I see. I see. That's how it usually happens. And some of these guys are still like, I'm no longer on Facebook, but a lot of the guys are still on my Facebook friends list. And I know they were probably wondering, like, what happened? Like, I had her in the palm of my hand and then. It just got, you know, she disappeared. But, um, you know, it, it can be little things that turn me off. And I'm kind of like, it's not even worth me. You know, I, ghosting is horrible, right? But it's not even worth me telling you what I don't like about you because I truly believe you can find a woman who's going to take you as is, right? Mm. So why bother with me and what I don't like about you when you can just go find you another girl who's going to Take yours is. And a lot of people want information about what you didn't like about them and they can't handle it. So it's just best to like, you know what I mean? Somebody else will like you as is. There was this one guy I was really, really digging um, and we had phone sex. And he sounded so awful and wretched to me on the phone during phone sex. And I was like, I don't want to experience this in person. Mm. So I kind of like, I was kind of like, oh, yeah, no, that kind of turned me off. So then every time I saw him, I just had that 
that noise in my head and I just couldn't do it. But I mean, honestly, was on a call and be like, Hey, you sound like a gremlin turning, you know, during sex. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to experience it in person. Like, you, Oh my gosh. That wasn't, there was an epic turnoff then. Yeah, it, it was, it was a huge turnoff. There was another guy who I was really, really into. We were in the same business and the first date, he's just going off about his ex. And I mean, going off, like venting, mm. not just like, hey, you ever had a bad ex? I had a bad, like venting, like this B.I. and this, and I was like, oh, no, yeah. you mm. shouldn't be on a date, sir. You should be healing somewhere yes. else. Yes. So yeah. I ghosted him as well. So so things like that. I just, I, you know, I, I feel like I'm fair. I'm like, I, you don't need to know why I don't like you because somebody else will like you. Can I ask? Can I ask Jen a question? Yes. Jen, I like you. <laughs> you like me? I got, my question is, what's the worst date you've ever been on in your life? A date from hell. I mean, something must have happened to you that uh, you know. We've all told our stories. I told mine. Giovanni's told his story. Has told his. Noel has to. Since you're new to the crew here, we have to indoctrinate you by <laughs> you amazing. telling us We're the worst. You friggin' date you've ever been on, what happened? Uh, I, I like to hear these type of things. I don't want to be like that guy. I never right. do. You, I probably, never you probably won't be like him because this was a very uh, just strange situation. Um, now, I've had uh, horrific relationships. I haven't had a lot of bad dates. Like the, the dates I've been on, mostly guys, you know, they behave, they're nice, they're polite. Um, and then they just do something to mess it up. The worst date I've ever been on was um, this guy came to pick me up in a junkyard car. Like it looked like he literally rode it off a junkyard lot and still had the crayon numbers on the window. You know, you put oh, the crayon no. numbers on the window. I thought I was being punked. I was like, this is not real. I have, I have on white, right? I'm doing the white thing. He didn't open the door for me. So I'm like, okay, cool. Um, so I open the door and I look into the car. It's filthy and the, like the dash is on the floor. So I was thinking in order for me to get in the car and sit in the car, I'm going to have to lift this thing. And he's not even offering help. So I was like, okay, cool. I got in the car. I'm a good sport, right? Things mm -hmm. happen. Um, and when we got to the movie theater, he's like, hey, I have to um, go to the store. And I was like, Okay, cool. I'm like, you know, what else can go wrong? Whatever. So he crossed the street from the movie theater and he gets a whole bunch of like snacks. And I'm like, no, he's not. He's not. So he looks to me and he says, how big is your bag? And I was like, why? <laughs> why? And he was like, well, I, I was just wondering, right? Because it's really expensive in the theater. And, um, you know, we can, you can sneak this into the theater in your bag. And I did it. Ugh. I did the snacks. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. also um, texted my friend and said, please call me like it's an emergency. I need to get out of here. Um, mm -hmm. And I'll just react to what you're saying. My friend mm -hmm. called me and I was like, oh my God, really? When? <gasps> I'll leave right now. <laughs> okay, I'll be right there. I looked at the guy and I was like, hey, I really got to go. I'm sorry. And um, I just, I never spoke to him again. It was just gross. It was gross. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, he was a thug. It, it, no, was it was gross. It was gross. His shirt had like a lot of pills on it and lint. And I'm like, wow, he just like did not care at all where he was going. So I was yeah. like, no. No, well, you, were, you were you were talking about before the yellow card. And yeah, there was like the yellow. Yeah, 
Well, I, I, you meant the yellow card, just like, you know, <laughs> holding up the yellow card like they do in soccer, like, you know, you've done yeah. something yeah. bad. Yeah. 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 That happened, you know, within the first 15 minutes. Uh, I was on a date with this woman sitting in a restaurant. All of a sudden, she looks up and she says, I know those people over there sitting in that table over there. And she got up and she walked over and she stood there for about 35 minutes talking to these people. And the wow. food is being delivered to the table. And now what am I supposed to do? Sit there and wait for her or wait for my food to go cold? Mm-mm. I started, I started eating, you know. <laughs> Good for you. Does something like that? Would you? Would you ladies do that on a date? Get up and go stand and talk to somebody for thirty-five minutes while your date is sitting at the table. You know, yeah. I I had something similar. You guys, I was out on a date, and I saw an ex when I was out. On, we're at the Chart House. I mean, this Chart House is a beautiful, expensive restaurant. So we're on a nice date. I'm wearing like this, you know, full-on black cocktail dress. You know, hair's ironed. You know, looking my best. My date's looking good. It's supposed to be this romantic date. And we see Kent, if you're listening, Kent Whitaker, who was our defensive lineman back in the day. Like, remember what was that movie football where he can't like, oh, I think it was Napoleon Dynamite. Remember that character that can't get over high school and he keeps Uncle like Rico. Uncle Rico, where he's like throwing the football at nothing. And he's just like, you know, totally focused on those days. So that's Kent. Kent was still really focused on, you know, high school days. Given high school happened a long time ago, okay? I graduated in the year 2000. And I see Kent and I throw my napkin on the floor and I put my head down like, oh, shoot. First of all, this is awkward because I don't, I'm hoping he won't see me. So I'm trying to position my body so that my back is facing him. And I'm like being really awkward looking at my date. And Kent comes to the buffet and he we lock eyes. I'm like, oh shoot. He grabs a chair, he brings it to the table and he flips it around like Tom Cruise style. So like the bar of it's like facing his chest. He pulls up and sits down. What's up, guys? Wow. <laughs> and my date goes, uh, do you know him? Uh, excuse me, but we're out on a date. He goes, Yeah, Noel and I go way back. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, I can't long time ago. And she dumped my ass. <laughs> it was so awkward. Wow. And he sat there and then you because he got went to the salad bar. He ate his whole salad. And then he goes, Hey, you guys want some buns? <laughs> Guess up. Brings us buns, brings us butter. Uh, can I borrow your butter knife to my date? Wow. It was awful and then finally his mother who he's on a date with his mom which is saying a whole lot comes over and she's like uh ken uh your steak is ready and he goes i sure hope that shit is rare <laughs> wow see uh that's why uh ken and i didn't make it and the funny thing was is he used to always say like one day Noel, i'm gonna take over your dad's business we're gonna get married and i thought Oh my gosh. Uh, no, no. And, and it was so awkward for my date. And I said, I am so sorry. And, and to make it even worse, uh, my date did not want to go out with me anymore after that. Cause I think he kind of saw like, he's like, is that your taste in men? I was like, he wasn't a boyfriend. I didn't dump him cause he was never a boyfriend, but people get really butthurt when you don't want to see him anymore. So if you have that bad date and they keep hitting you up, Jen, I think that's actually a time where ghosting is okay. <laughs> I've ghosted after a dick pic for me. I'm like, you know what? I don't want your dick I pic. There's no reason. 
I don't know if it's considered ghosting when you're just getting to know someone. If you haven't seen this person more than three times and actually know them personally before you disappear, I don't know if that's really ghosting. That's just, all right, this ended up ending badly. Um, so I have a question so for you about dating specifically, because you're in L.A., so there's a lot of really good-looking people in L.A. Um, I'm sure a lot of nicked and talked good-looking people, but in general, I imagine the women are pretty attractive. Uh, so would you go out with a woman just because she was attractive? I mean, I guess you need that initial attraction, but is that enough to get that first initial date because she's well, hot? Well, I like what Giovanni said, just kind of explaining the, um, the the integrity you want, that you would definitely want from someone's mind in a conversation. But beyond that, I think uh, a lot of times we forget that we have five different senses. And if one of those senses is just really bad, we're not going to really sit right. So at first, yes, looks might be great. But then when I've had a date with a girl i ended up actually i was talking to her she was uh, in georgia we messaged a lot i went to go pick her up and meet her i realized every time she talked it sounded like i was talking to someone that was on the um jerry springer show it, like I, she had just one of those voices sounded like one of the like someone on the jerry jerry springer show she didn't look it at all like i could not believe that the sound just came from her every time she talked but um it was definitely just could not have had a long-term thing going there. Yeah. Um, but I realized it, it, you got to be honest with those senses. Just like um, she said in the car, if you get in a car, it's like, it's one thing if it's a little uncluttered, but if you start getting in stuff and it smells, you don't even like the, you know, you obviously aren't liking the aroma that's coming from mm -hmm. you. Something, you know, it, maybe they sound good, they texted good and they don't look good. It's like if it, you know, you have to realize we have a lot of different senses and we're stimulated different ways by them. Different people like different voices. Some people like different looks. Some people, you know, we've got to... Right. Be honest I, with I like that. I like that. All the senses. So, like the the good date would be, um, you know, he smells good. I'm um, in his car. His car is clean. Uh, the music, you know, is not blasting, so I'm not shouting at him. Uh, the conversation, you know, like that we're talking back and forth and we're hearing what each other has to say. Uh, the eye contact, I think, is huge. I think a lot of people forget um, even how to have a, a good interactive conversation. And and there's nothing more sexy for me than when I'm out with a man and we're talking about something that I'm interested in that I'm excited about and he asked me a question that shows he was listening that active listener question like noel you said you like photography and you mentioned something about use of available light what does that mean I said, oh well that means that the sun's coming down the sun's coming through my hair um in my last bikini shoot i had the sun coming through my hair and it was great use of available light oh that's really cool noel do you got any photos versus oh that's hot let me see a pic it's it's that in that tone that really um, makes all the difference in the world. And they say it's not what you say; it's how you say it, right? And I know with to my go day, even deeper, you even know with senses. Like obviously, someone on a date, you all, it's always more intimate if that you can find an opportunity to be able to touch each other. You know, even lightly at first experiencing because you just sometimes you get that jolt. And then if you end up by the end of the night, obviously, if you kiss, you know, you're going to remember what it tasted like. It's, if it's something that's different, that's going to be something as well. You know, it's obviously all the senses really come into place.
All right. So to wrap up tonight, I think we've all talked about um, the dates that you know could go wrong, what's going wrong in our dating culture today. We've talked about um, typecasting. We're all, we kind of have a type that we go for. Um, I want to ask you guys, would you be willing, if you're single, would you guys be willing to date somebody out of your comfort level? And what I mean by that is somebody that's absolutely not your type. If you like blonde, you go for brunette. If you go for usually a, a quiet, more cerebral woman, you go for super boisterous. I'm talking like uh, in theater. Um, how willing are you men? Because it seems like you men are very grounded, very sexy, you know who you are. Um, would you be willing to completely deviate, deviate from what your usual type is to just try a new experience? Story, I want to start with you. Would you be willing to really deviate from your usual type just to see if maybe that would be a better date? Absolutely. I, but I would still be honest with myself, obviously, if it was or wasn't, but I would definitely give it the opportunity to see what happened. Yeah. What about you, Giovanni? I, my ex-wife is 4'11". I've dated women 6'2". I've dated a brain surgeon, an attorney, a doctor, a stripper, a shopping wow. clerk. Wow. It doesn't matter. I think, again, this, this is the thing I will always say. Everybody brings something different to the table. <laughs> and, you know, if, if you have a very specific type, that's a, and this is not a put down in any way, shape, or form. It's a very psychological thing that, generally speaking, has something to do with a mother or father. Right. And it's something, if you're stuck on that type, you need to ask yourself, why do I want to date my mother or father? And that again, right. it's not a it's not a put down, but that's generally speaking mm-hmm. how it, it why you are. So I've right. I have no I have no issues with my mother nor my father. So I'm 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 completely content dating anybody and anywhere as long as it's something cool. So you're saying you don't have a type? I hear men say that a lot, and I'm not sure if I believe them. Uh, what about you, Mark? Uh, do you do you think you would be willing to date completely off your usual type? I used to have a saying that was select, don't settle, never compromise. Mm-hmm. And I think as you get older, you do have to compromise a little bit. When I was younger, when I was in my 20s, I wouldn't date a woman that had been married. Mm. When I was in my 30s, I wouldn't date a woman that had children. Mm-hmm. When I got into my 40s, I compromise. I, I, yeah. I at that point I started dating women that had children mm-hmm. and women that had been divorced. And if you were married and divorced like four or five times, I would mm-hmm. probably not be not be interested. Right. You know? What about so, somebody that was was unemployed? Is that a turn off? Uh, it depends on the situation. I would say, you know, if a person's chronically unemployed then you know that could pose that could pose a problem i suppose because the person's uh, is not doing anything all day could possibly be bored depressed etc um uh that's a good question um i don't remember ever dating anybody that was unemployed you know it might have been a you know for a couple months just got laid off and found another job or something like that you know the thing is you got to go through your day and occupy yourself right you know? And, right. And, you know, I, I understand. Would you date somebody that's unemployed? Well, the reason why I ask is because, you know, with the pandemic, I know a lot of people are shifting their careers. I know I had to do a big career shift. Uh, I own a business called Aloha Fitness Online, and I was, you know, 
working with women that wanted to lose weight and we were doing dieting and exercising and then we were social distancing and doing this um, as I was trying to do it like this, uh, you know, Zoom personal training, it's it's ridiculous. It's it's so hard to train a client and see what muscles are activating like this. So I ended up for a while having to figure out what I was going to do that I fell into modeling. Uh, but I actually found that modeling was more of a turnoff than being unemployed, which is really interesting. So I give a lot of grace um, for that, but I think I feel like you do, Mark. Well, what else, what are you doing? Are you trying to find a job? Were you in a mm-hmm. line of work that is kind of not happening right now because of COVID? And what are you doing actively? Because for me, I mean, not only do I want somebody that's smart, I want somebody who's using those brains to, to bring in an in- income. So I would be very cautious um, dating somebody unemployed. And mm-hmm. I feel really weird about spending money together. You know, then you just feel guilty anytime you spend money. What about you, Giovanni? How would you feel about an unemployed woman? Uh, wow. That's a good question. I really don't, I can't remember the last time if I had dated anyone unemployed, I've dated people who aren't working, but they're also very well off already, either through what they were doing. Um, I have, or because they're getting one hell of an alimony check. Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and again, that, that's don't mean that to be a pejorative at all, but yeah, I, I, I don't think I've dated anybody that was especially like the way Mark says it chronically unemployed. That, that's a problem. Right. What about dating somebody that was previously a sugar baby? Uh, sugar babies are women that, you know, just have rich men pay for everything. And uh, they have to put out, you know, to get nice stuff or to get money. Um, oh, right. How would you feel if she was like, well, the, how was your yeah. last relationship? Oh, I was a sugar baby. What would you yeah. guys think? Turn on, turn off. Mark no, says turn off. I wouldn't be interested in some of it. No. no. What about you, Giovanni? No. no. What about you, Story? Not, not in any way. I mean, that would that definitely should not be a highlight, which I notice obviously on any first date or something. If it's something that is in someone's past, you know, obviously there's very it's very likely you might not know that about any woman that you've been with that they could have had a past doing that. So I mean, I don't know what they've done in the past, but if it's something you're gonna tell, it's that's a characteristic you could see on a first date, then yeah, that's problems. So story. I, I, let's gonna say, say, I, know, I know, I know one type of woman that I wouldn't date. And this happened to me about 30 years ago. And I mentioned it on one, another show. Somebody once tried to fix me up with a woman that was eight months pregnant. Oh my oh, gosh. Oh my crap. No. And I, I thought to myself and, and the woman said, well, you know, you know, it's, and she was like <laughs> trying to convince me. And I said, what, what would happen if I was walking in a local mall with her and my boss saw me, you know, uh, that, 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 that's true. That did happen to me one time. And I just, wow. I, I feel bad for the woman that, you know, the, maybe the husband left her or she wasn't married. You shouldn't, <laughs> I'm not going to date a, I don't a know. woman that's eight months pregnant. Do you pregnant. guys think a woman eight months pregnant should be dating? I mean, that's, that's well, dangerous territory. But what do you think? Did. Do you guys think an eight month old, eight month old, eight month old, definitely uh, a eight months along? Definitely not on like uh, dating apps and seeking like new <laughs> dating like that. If it's someone that you've known, you like a friend, up, a real sorry. close, if it's a real close <laughs> person, maybe done. that you know and you've known for a long time, and you're just realizing you've had feelings while they're pregnant. Right. That's one thing, but like mm-hmm. to try to like start a whole relationship with someone while you're at this state, it's like. You, you want to be able to put your best foot forward. And obviously right. at that state, you can't. Oh. Right. 
Well, See, Noel, no, well, if one of your friends said to you or somebody you know, I want to fix you up with this guy, and the and next word up. was, <laughs> no, next word was, but you fill in the but and tell me if you would date him. Oh, that's hard. Um, like I've had female friends say, hey, I want to hook you up with this guy. He's really, really great. Da, 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 da. They, they, they build it up like he's going to be freaking Superman. But, and I go, but yeah, no, I want to no, hear what the but, is. but they hear, yeah, they tell so, you, but, but so what would that but be for me to be like, hell no. Yes. Um, um, geez. I think that's, that's really tough. Cause I, I try to be really open-minded. I, I, this is really terrible. Um, if he's like five foot or below, like if I'm going to be Amazon woman and I'm going to hug him and my boobs are going to be up in his face, like from he the get go. Like I know. I mean, I'll, I'll, he can motivate all he wants, but he can't. I, I can't do. <laughs> I can't do. That's hilarious. I can't do four eleven or like five foot. How tall I'm are five you? Five eight. Okay. I'm five eight, and I don't mind same height. But you know, if if I have to bend over a little bit to kiss, I don't know. I mean, I guess Tom Cruise is pretty hot. I guess I try going out with him. I don't know. I try. I try to be open minded because I always hear that it's really hard to be short. Um, I don't know. I also prefer men with some hair. I just got a thing for hair. Um, you know, I, I had a friend who has seen a guy and they were dating quite heavily, seriously, and they had a great sex life. But he would leave his hat on while they were having sex. Oh my! Oh, Jesus Christ! And so she would take it off when they were doing it. She'd be like, "Damn, take your freaking hat off!" And she would take it off in the middle of sex. And then as soon as he finished, he would put it back on and like you know, sit with his hands behind his head with the hat on. Wow! And I said, "What's his deal?" And she goes, well, "You know, I even try to like during sex try to like touch his head, and he freaks out." Like any, any part of it, like hit his head, any touching of his head. I was like, how do you kiss him? She's like, he's worried I'm going to touch his bald head. So I have to like touch his shoulders or like put my arms around his waist, but I cannot touch his face or his head. And she asked him, what's the deal? And he goes, I'm just really insecure about being bald. And I said, why don't you tell him that him being bald is so sexy and that it turns you on if he would take off his hat, because if he owned it, that would be a turn on. And and she tried it, and that was it. Because yeah. she pointed out the boldness. So I don't I don't know what it is with men like bold or height that tends to be what they're embarrassed about. But I I will say this, Mark: if he is bold and he is short, and even if he's got a belly on him, but he owns that. And is funny and charming. I'll give him a date. It's, it, I mean, I'll give him a shot because he owns it. But the that's guy, funny. but the guy that's gonna like be super insecure about his hair or his height, dude, get over yourself. There's so much more to you than that. I mean, I've got things about out? my body. Have you, ever, have you ever been out with somebody like that? I have. I have, and I actually had a really good time. So, I mean, do in, we, where is he right now? You know, in defense, in defense of that those men like that, you know, again, maybe pre magazine, pre TV, pre movies. I mean, how many men that are short and bald with a belly aside from Danny DeVito, there's really not that focus on that kind of man. So in their defense, it's extremely difficult to own it. 
and then be appreciated for because I, I guarantee there probably are a lot of men who own it, especially if they have sugar babies. Um, yeah. But if the average guy, it's going to be difficult because 99.9999999% women are not looking for that. They may give you a chance by accident, but they sure as hell aren't looking for it. So that's a very difficult thing to overcome for a man. You know what else is a turnoff for me, Mark, is when I'm sitting there on the date and he cannot get through one sentence without saying motherfucker. Oh, wow. That to me is like... Dude, you're just angry. Like, why are you even sitting here with me? Uh, how does how do how would you men feel if this if beautiful woman that? comes in and she's like bleep 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 the second she sits down? Yeah. Is there a point where you're just like, girl, it's not ladylike? <laughs> or are we in like a modern society? Twenty twenty one is like, you go, girl. You talk about that BFF. Like, what do you think? How about you, Story? Is there a limit of cursing for you? That's a turnoff, or is it? Are we okay with? you know, the sailor curse, like a sailor woman. If it's something that's played in and it, you don't notice, that's one thing. But like, if it's, you can't get through two words, it's like, they've said, I've heard the, I've heard curse words more than I heard information. Yeah. It's like, I, I already get go crazy off of conversations. I have people call me and just want to sit there on the phone and stuff. And I'm like, we got to be exchanging information tell right. me something about your day, something I don't know about you or something yep. we're going to be doing in the future. If we're not mm -hmm. exchanging information, I can't stay here on this phone. Right. I have too much stuff going on yep. that I could be making yep. production in. I'm yep. like, I, I, we need to be exchanging information. What if, what if this, everything goes really well story and you're leaning in, she's leaning in, you've kind of kissed her neck during the date, things are going well. And she walks, you walk out to the car, she reaches for a purse and she starts to smoke a cigarette. Uh, Mark says no. He doesn't want to kiss that nah, ashtray. No what about you, Story? Will you, will no you tongue an ashtray? The whole day went well. It would all I mean, depend. You, it, it would depend on how well it went and what her thoughts were around it. I don't think I could forever be a smoker, but I used to smoke cigarettes. So I can understand that. It, I can understand people going through that and maybe someone at doing it at different time frames than me. But if that's not something she even has to do, uh, like ambition to do, um, to like better herself, it's, uh, I don't know. It's, it'd be a weird, I feel like to be at the level I am, I guess, where I would hope somebody else would be to compliment me in my life. I would hope that someone would be try starting to try to do better for themselves where they would at least realize to be away from cigarettes. But then again, there's some people that hate that, that would also be mad at me for smoking weed, but well, that was my next question because I'm in Boulder, super 420 friendly. Um, I've been in dates where he, before we went into the restaurant, he said, hey, do you want to smoke a bowl? What do you guys think? Uh, Story, uh, if she wants to, you know, hit a joint before you go in and get some pizza, and if, how do you feel about that? If you're on a date, I believe you should be in accord. But uh, before that, you can find out if you know she also smokes and you smoke, then you can make such suggestion. If she doesn't want to, whatever, I don't think a guy should make time to just go smoke by himself if it's not something she wants to enjoy with him. Maybe yeah. before the date, whatever, but not during the time you are with her. Now, right. if you have talked to her and she also smokes and you know that or something, it is. I, I don't think it's wrong to be able to do that. I love that idea of smoking um when i first started at least was just to have the, the social tool to mm -hmm. be able to have something to connect with people over to slow us down so we're not trying to go off and do other stuff we're actually appreciating the moment we're stopping right. looking somewhere just 
you know. Right. I've had the date show up smelling like a dispensary where he smells like a freaking like marijuana plant. And, and he went to hug me and then I (laughs) felt like I smelled like weed and I like the smell of weed, you know, minds of Hawaii, minds of Charlie Young's beach. It's good times, but it was so strong where he was talking and I'm like, Oh my God, he stinks. Like it just stunk. It was as bad as nicotine. Cause I was thinking, man, this guy either works at a dispensary and didn't mention it, or he smokes a crap ton of weed and he was nervous and he was trying to like cool his jets before our date. Giovanni, do you have any issues? Like, would you prefer the smoker that's like hitting like nicotine or would you rather marijuana? Like, is that a better, you know, if he smells like, like weed or just like flat out? No. None of it bothers me. My ex-wife was a smoker, but she really? never, and I was a smoke, social smoker. I would smoke if someone else was smoking. I've never bought a pack of cigarettes in my life. I actually enjoy the conversation. I think people are mm. totally relaxed. Um, if you stink, that's different. Um, right. Like if you need to get up to go smoke, I think, okay, why, why do you need to do that? Like, especially for meeting for the first time. But if someone said, hey, you want to go have a smoke with me? Honestly, I, I'd do it. I don't have a problem with it at all. Because it's now, just social, right? It's a total social thing. Mm-hmm. And again, I, you know, my parent, my mother is Italian. My aunt's Italian. I, grew, I spent time in Italy. Um, and so I, my, everybody was a smoker. So I, 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 it never, ever bothered me now. It ne- but like I said, never in the home. And if it's a chronic thing, I would have an issue with it. But I don't mind vaping. I don't mind uh, somebody wants to vape, somebody wants to smoke weed, somebody wants to snort a line. Honestly, I don't care. It doesn't bother me at all. Interesting. Well, you I don't. Talk- I don't do it. I don't do right. it. But it doesn't bother me if you are. Right. Well, to each their own. Right. So, yeah. like red flags would be. We said it was a turn on if they were confident. So the ops would be like that guy that was literally dripping, sweating bullets in Safeway. Like I felt bad, and if I did go out with him, that would have been a pity date, right? Yeah. I don't want anybody going out with me for a pity date, you know. <laughs> so confidence like, is. Would yeah. you feel bad if you were out with Snoop Dogg and you he smelled like a dispensary? I mean, you're gonna be like. Okay. I want to go out with Snoop Dogg. I think <laughs> his music actually nope. like kills my mojo. Like as oh, soon as Snoop you. starts singing, thank I just you. like finally somebody. I shut down with. I mean, I'm really I'm a music junkie, but Snoop Doggy Dog, <laughs> like he's a dog, you know. <laughs> he doesn't do it for me. Well, well interesting. Got, one, of, one of these other yellow card dates I had, you're talking about, and it's in my profile about the woman that sent back the food five times and created a scene in the oh restaurant. As yeah. our first date, uh, yeah, you know, should I have left there for the second time, the third time, the fourth time, or the fifth time? I just sat there and you know, I was like mortified, you know. You know, so I had, had dates, things. Mark, the opposite, where he kept asking for more food, and it was an obscene <laughs> amount of food, but it was the same guy that was smelled like a dispensary. Oh boy, because well, he, he had the munchies. <laughs> Like, yeah, the munchies. You're so hungry, but it was like an obscene amount, and I actually just sat there for the sheer entertainment of, oh my god, I could eat a ton of food if I'm not, I'm not, I'm not paying this bill. So when the bill came, I was like, five I times, had like, yeah, I had like the, the chips. Five times, I sat five there times. And you know, I, the food I, I was thing so is embarrassed. Like, yeah, no, but you sure as heck don't want your date embarrassing you. I mean, that's could be that's a world like, record. I don't know. Has anybody ever had a woman send the food back and her guy send the food back four or five times? No. I mean, how many times? See, I don't, I'm a weird dater, though. Like, I don't really like food. I'd rather just get it. I'd rather eat before because talking and chewing is so not sexy. Like, 
It's just gross. Like, doesn't matter. You cover your mouth. Yeah, I do that all the time. Yeah, but it's just, I don't think the act of consuming food is a sexy event. And I I think a woman holding a beer, like, that's kind of hot, you know? Uh, even, Even, you know, a guy, you know, hitting a cigarette like that can even be sexy too but there's something about the eating and i highly discourage uh any like major hamburgers or i don't know especially especially eating any huge meal because if you're hoping to score or have anything go good then (laughs) you know have like a bloated stomach just like You know, <laughs> just, just go back and be like, you know, uh, you know, do I have the energy for this or do I just want to sit around? You know, it's like, you I don't want to be that guy. You know, advice story. She's like, so I'm kind of bloated. <laughs> I've heard men that say to their girlfriends, yeah, but he doesn't care. I'm like, who's he? The one I like, don't care. <laughs> That's fine. All right, let us uh, let me finish right after I go to the bathroom. No, oh, we're gonna cut it off anyway. Yeah, that's right. right. We're story. gonna go ahead and wrap it off to uh, wrap it up tonight. Okay. But hilarious, you know, that all of us have had those dates where I think mine took the cake tonight, Mark, when uh somebody that I had been on dates with, he was not my boyfriend, crashed my date and literally did that thing where he turned yeah. the chair around, sat it down, and yeah. straddled it. Like, what's up, guys? Like I, what a I, dick I, I, move, right? Oh. I haven't told you my worst date from hell yet. I don't think any of you guys have heard it yet. So, oh, let's hear it. Let's wrap it up. Well, we'll do it tomorrow. Ask okay. me about it. It That's might take about idea. 10 minutes, but, okay. you know, I've told people this and they were mortified. They were you know what would be so mortified. fun? I think all of us on Friday night should purposely go out and be terrible dates <laughs> and do all the things that we just talked about. Send the food back, you know, go, oh my God, there's my ex. I'll be right back, <laughs> you know? I'll, I'll just do. I'll give you a little. I'll give you a little teaser. I, I don't think you guys are on the show about uh, six or seven weeks ago. Um, I went away on vacation with a with a woman that I'd been dating, and uh, stayed at a really nice hotel, Ritz Carlton, and she was ill behaved in the hotel, and I almost got thrown out because of her. And you got groped. I, I left her there. Yeah. Yeah, groping is, it was, is for, awful. yeah. I, well, I if they ever say anymore. get a room, no. I mean, go get a room. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. She, yeah. Was drinking to, she was drinking to excess, and it was just too much. She was falling down the steps all the time, cursing and yelling at people. You know and what? After three days, I, I couldn't gonna, take it. Couldn't I'm take going it. to, next time we get together, I will buy a gift card for your next date. If you one of you guys, I dare all of you, to go out and be a horrible date and see how they respond, but start it out super slow. Like start out, yeah. like get there super late and then be like, sorry, I was lost. And then order for them and then talk about your ex. Yeah. You have terrible breath. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I can't do that. I can't do that. I, I, know, I, I think I should experiment I or, or we can, we can make it not quite as bad. Go to the bar by yourself. And then wait to get hit on and then turn it into a date. Like all of a sudden be like, so you buy me a drink. Just start like <laughs> ordering all the shit. It's on That's him. Funny. It's on his tab. Did I, I, I have I, never done that wackadoo thing. I think it actually sounds like a good experiment. Will you guys buy me dinner? If I do that, if I go out on Friday night and be that wackadoo date and just see how these men respond. Let's see, videos. you know, if I can be like if, the crazy. If you're one of the videos. girls, 
if you're one of the girls I would shoot the shot called pretty already anyways, then if you came up and asked if I could buy you a drink, I'd be like, heck, you know, you're giving me the the open door. It's like, I'm not going <laughs> to. You know what I want to do? I want to do that thing. What movie is this? She puts her hands on her armpit. She goes, when yeah. I get nervous, and she she puts her hands on her armpits, and she goes, and she smells her own BO. <laughs> <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs> when I get nervous, she goes, hi. Molly, <laughs> like, oh Molly God. Shannon. <laughs> I oh should totally do that, you know, do my own bad date. Like, hey, I do the bad date show. Why not be for one night an epic bad date and see if I still like, you know, get hit on? Like, how bad can I push the limit, guys? I mean, I, I would have to be filmed or I have to have a wing girl, you know, to like prove I actually did it. All right, guys. Well, uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap yep. up tonight. I love your bad okay. date stories. I love hearing your turnoffs yeah. and your red flags. And um, I love just hearing what you guys are looking for and what the deal breakers are. Because, I mean, better looking the more crazy. So how crazy do you want to get, right? Um, but anyways, thank you so much, guys. Thank you, Giovanni. Right. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Story. Have a beautiful night. We'll see you again tomorrow. We'll hear the rest of that story tomorrow night, Mark. Thank you, Noel, as always. Thank you. Ask me and I'll tell you. Okay, bye. Bye. Good night.